Welcome to the Powered Services Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the information, strategies, and insights you need to supercharge your MSP. Get ready to hear from other MSPs and industry experts in the trenches and behind the scenes to help you change the future of your MSP and increase your MRR. Now, here's your host, Dan Tomaszewski. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Powered Services Podcast. We're excited to have you with us. Will, how are you today? Doing great, Dan. Doing great. How are you? Doing really good. Look, I'm really excited for this. This is one of the things that uh, you and I have talked about for a long time with this show, which is this is a, a podcast built for MSPs by MSPs. And today we're, we're bringing an MSP on and we've got uh, a bunch of their team members here. And we're going to talk about growing and having a successful MSP, what they're seeing, what they're hearing. Uh, and I love these because this is really where uh, we can you know, understand what's going on in the industry. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. This is uh, just like the intro said, you know, we, we bring on MSPs to talk to MSPs. And uh, as you alluded to, we've got a room full today. So let's kind of go through the cast of characters here, if you will. We've got uh, Leaf Tech Consulting with us, and we've got three gentlemen from that company. Uh, first off, there's Chris McAree, who's the the founder and the owner of the company. Jacob Bond, who's their director of tech services, and Kyle Ellington, their senior executive. Welcome, guys. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have you guys. So, yeah. I mean, let, let, let's jump right in. You know, you guys are an MSP that's, um, you're successful, you're experiencing growth. We, we've talked before about kind of what you're basing that uh, around, how you're experiencing it, kind of what you're delivering, and uh, that's what we want to get into today. So maybe a good place to start is, you know, Chris, if you want to tell us maybe just a little bit uh, briefly about how you guys got started, how, you know, what that looked like. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I started Leaf Tech Consulting back in, 2007. I had been in corporate and consulting a little bit before that. Um, and I, I mean, perfectly honest, I didn't really fit into the corporate world. I did things a little different. Um, I spoke my mind. Uh, I provided service at a different level than uh, corporate wanted me to do. Uh, it, it was a, it was a strange uh, beginning for me. I got into consulting in 2003. I was about 25 years old. And quite honestly, I don't think any 25-year-old should be in consulting. Um, most of them don't know a whole lot of what they're talking about. I was one of them, but I learned a lot. And what I what I learned from my mentors was uh, it really comes down to how you treat people. Uh, at, at the end of the day, we can all find similar products. We can all find similar solutions uh, to problems, but it has a lot to do with people wanting to work with you. And uh, so I got out of consulting, got back into uh, I got back into corporate for a couple of years again. Realized it wasn't my thing, so I kicked off Leaf Tech in 2007. By 2010, there were three of us, and we were working mostly with small clients here in the uh, Denver region. And um, fast forward, if you will, to uh, 2022. There's 19, 20 of us. Uh, we're thriving. We're having fun. We're uh, I, I work with an amazing group of people every single day, and um, and uh, don't get me wrong, it's not, uh, it's not always uh, better roses every day, right? I mean, IT is a place where people bring your problems to you every single day, right? It's, it, rarely do you get a phone call that everything's wonderful. Uh, most of the time it's calls that you know, people are having an issue with something, but we try to bring a different attitude to the game and, and have a lot of fun and solve a lot of problems. Yeah, let's get into Absolutely. that 
get into that with you guys if we can. I mean, I'd like to to ask you guys a quick question, you know, and I don't know who wants to start this off, but with Leaf Tech, you know, you guys, um, you know, you have a, a process in around people, products, and processes, and I'd like to learn a little bit more to our listeners because um, I, we talked about the green room a little bit before this, but uh, it's an interesting concept and I'd like to get your guys' take on what does that mean for, for Leaf Tech? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll start, but Kyle and Jacob jump in as, as needed. I, IT consulting and managed services is a, is, a, is a people game, right? And it's all about relationships, whether those are with your employees, uh, your vendors, your clients. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, if, if you're not putting smiles on people's faces uh, at, in any part of that spectrum, you don't, I, I personally don't feel like you have anything to offer. And uh, so we, we really base our hires here at Leaf Tech based on your attitude first. We can teach you a lot of skills. Um, don't get me wrong. So having some aptitude is certainly uh, needed to, to work at Leaf Tech. But, you know, who you are in your heart is something I can't give you, right? That comes from right. your upbringing, who you are, where you come from, yeah. what your values are. Um, and so that's that's the core of what we do is the people that we work with and, and those partnerships and relationships. And then it and then it flows into process and product. And I'll be honest with you, up until the last few years, uh, process has been kind of lacking, right? We, we've had a lot of great product and um, and we've really had to tie the people and the product together with so revamping our process and we've been working very very hard for the last couple of years to refine our process when it comes to uh documentation to um onboarding clients to sales and marketing to internal just internal operations um you know uh, i mean everything down to how call flow works for our own company and how you know the psa that we picked and how we're going to revamp AR and AP. And, you know, there's the process is like the glue that brings those people and those products together. And, and, you know, and, and without that process, you've, you've got nothing. And so about yeah. a year and a half ago, we hired a COO, brought him in and, and he spent an awful lot of time. He's not on this call today, but he, uh, he spent a lot of time analyzing what we're doing and putting effort into getting our, our processes cleaned up so that we can be more efficient so that we can be more effective and help our clients become more profitable and, uh, you know, put them back to work instead of wasting anybody's time or efforts. Yeah. And to go back, back on to people, what Chris, to highlight what Chris said is, you know, I've been here almost a year and I've been very fortunate to give an opportunity to come to such a great team. I mean, what, what Chris says he really drives is the people I always, it's three P's people, product process. That's the order. People are your most critical, most important because in service, you're selling people. And Chris, what he's done over here amount of years is he's really crafted and developed and created a culture. Like a lot of people talk about culture, but it's it's something that is is in our DNA now. Everyone shares it. They're just good, kind people, honest, hardworking people. And that's what we give deliver to our customers at the end of the day is they call us for they have problems and how we deal with those problems and our solutions is basically based off your character too and how you go about that so chris and jacob the entire team here have just done a wonderful job of getting really great people 
uh, people. I mean, you can see our views. We that's what we strive. So that's always people and how we treat people. And customer services is just a big part of our business. So yeah, yeah. And, and it is an investment. Just to uh, pardon me, Chris, I cut you off there, no, but you go ahead. Um, it's it is an investment just as much as any financial investment we might make into into a new solution, into a new piece of technology. Um, you know, bringing somebody on, be they a client, be they a vendor, be they a new employee, is is not a financially zero cost, but there is a lot of relationship investment needed to do to make that work as well. And that's one of the things that we really strive for is to invest that time into our vendor relationships, into our client relationships, and into our relationships within the office, within with each other, uh, just to make sure that we are, we're reaping the benefits of those relationships, which can be significant. That's everything from, you know, occasionally a, a bit of discounted pricing or somebody who's willing to go to bat for you on an NFR that otherwise you might not be able to get to, to people who will, will stick around even when an opportunity that might be more financially lucrative may come along to them. Um, it's the clients who are willing to come back and say, you know, the, the whole team is great. We love working with you every single day. And, you know, let's, let's not even talk about renewal terms. We're happy to sign whatever you send our way. Uh, so those, those relationships do reap dividends for us. We, we believe that in every aspect of the business. Um, and with that, you know, I, I, sorry, Chris, I catch you off there, but let's get back to what you had to say and wanted to add on there. No, not a problem. I appreciate that. I, we've even extended vendors uh, just as an example of become are critically important to our business and how we treat those folks. Mm. Um, and, and the relationships we build with them have been uh, just, we, we put a lot of time and intention into it. So yeah. we're a very uh, targeted MSP when it comes to our vendor relationships. We don't have, I do not have a hundred relationships with a hundred vendors. I don't, I don't do that. I try to find just a few who do a wonderful job at what they do. They provide me with good pricing. Maybe it's not great pricing, but the relationship actually matters. So I have a wonderful relationship with uh, Dell and Kaseya, um, with some distributors, uh, we, we, a couple of phone vendors, if you will, a couple of carriers, and we try to keep it fairly limited so that we can build on those relationships and we can build loyalty. And when, they, when, when my vendors send me a bill, I pay it net seven typically like we're paying those immediately my cabling contractor will go out and do any job the moment i ask him to because i pay him that quickly right those kind of things matter and um and so anyways it, it yeah. we want those kind of clients we want those kind of vendors we want those kind of employees people with empathy people with caring uh mm -hmm. people go to bat for you um it's yeah just, and and we have fun i mean we yeah. have fun we laugh we love getting to know people chris is really again he leads the effort on this. We just, you know, we have a, a few client meetings today and we're laughing by the end of it because we truly build that relationship. It's a true relationship. It goes both ways. Uh, but it, it's just, are you cool enough to work with? Do you have fun? You know, that's the culture. And we align our clients with our culture and our products and people to, to fit in that, in that environment so we're all successful. So Chris has done it. Chris and Jake have done a phenomenal job with that. Yeah. I want to get into something that you guys are mentioning and a kind of a follow-up to this is, you know, when you talk about the people and the culture and the things like that, I really like where you guys are talking about. So I, you get asked all the time from MSPs is how do you differentiate yourself? You know, how do you go out there? You know, how do you make right. yourself how when you're out there? I mean, look, I, I was out there too. You know, you're typically up against two or three bids when you're out there and 
it's all about that impression you're leaving with people. And when you can walk in and just listen to the three of you talk about, you know, the people and the culture of the business and how you're going to, you know, they're going to look at you as one of their own. Like I always looked at it as I was going to apply for the job as if I was going to be their employee. And, you know, I can hear that with you guys, you know, that you're really bringing in that, that people atmosphere that their staff is going to like you. They're going to want to work with you. You're going to help bring their culture. You know, you know what I mean? It's just, I really like that, how you guys are, you know, bringing that up as one of your, your core pillars. And it really seems like you all enjoy working at LeafTech. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll give you, I, I'll give you an example. We, every MSP has access to pretty much the same products, right? Yep. Let, let's be honest. They're out there. They're publicly, mostly publicly available. Um, my process is my secret sauce, right? That's what differentiates me in a lot of ways from all the other MSPs out there. And you don't get to experience that as a client until you sign me up. Right. Right. I can tell you about my process. I can tell you how awesome it is. I can tell you that it's going to change your life and it's going to make everything better and faster and more efficient. And, but you don't know that until you sign up. Right. So what are you really selling on day one? You're really selling your people, right? Yep. And 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 you're selling that relationship. And I'll, I'm a little different. Um, I like to I like to tell funny little stories. I like to get people to laugh. I like to try to get I, I like to try to find ways to relate with people, whether it's about uh, you know sports or kids or or whatever. And and when I get into that room, it's my job to understand these people, crack that nut as quickly as you can to figure out if they're really the kind of company you want to work with. And we are in the middle of a bid right now with a relatively large uh, opportunity here in town, and we're really excited about it. And we found out it's coming down to us and another MSP. There was a third in play, but we know who the other competitor is. And, and they called us and they actually said, your pricing is higher than what we were bid by these other groups. But, but we like you so much that if you can just work on that a little bit, you're our guys. And so we, if you think about that, would you do that at a Ford dealership? Would you do that at, with a Pepsi, you know, product or I, I don't know, maybe, but I, I think in a service industry, it is the people that is the differentiator and, and getting to those people and building that relationship and showing them you care and that you're going to pick up the phone and that, you know, uh, I'm not necessarily going to take all your problems as personally as you do as a client, right? Like if your accounting system's down, but I, I'm going to get within an inch of caring as much as you do. Cause I got to keep my sanity while I try to fix that problem. Um, well, your hair is on fire. I got to, yeah, you know, I have to be cool, calm and collected, but the reality is I need them to believe. And, and this is, this is one of the reasons I'm a little different than the corporate guys. I need them to truly believe. And I want them to believe. And I want them to know that we are going to be there. We're going to be, you know, running shoulder to shoulder. We're going to solve your problems and help you be more efficient and take care of you. And we're going to care almost as much about your business as you do. Yeah. I, and again, a, I, go ahead, Kyle. No, I just said, that's a great question. That, that That's what we've, the past eight months, we've trying to figure out that answer. How do we differentiate ourselves? We even did a uh, 20 uh, MSP secret shopping. So whoever listened to this, they probably know who I am already. <laughs> some are not too happy about it, but some actually kind of get it. And anyways, but we got to understand, you know, at the end of the day, we all get the same products. We're all about the same prices. You know, a lot of the places have great people too, but 
uh, from the face value, they don't really see that your people that much other than a few of us, right. During the bidding process. Uh, but the biggest differentiator is, is like you said, people, but it's customer service. It's how we deal with these problems. And everyone in our team is, is just born with that empathy in them. They, they care. They're going to resolve the problem, but that's it. Customer service. And also answering when someone's got a problem, we get to them. We don't, take two days. We don't, you know, that, that's not our job. Our job is to solve problems as fast as possible. And, you know, Jacob and, you know, I want Jacob to chime in, but mm -hmm. he's done a great job with his team to help, you know, and then our CEO and his team, you know, how we're, how we're verticalized. We've created a great streamlined system to help when our clients call in and we can be able to, uh, how do I say that? Just return yeah, Get I'm them the right word. resource at the right, right time. Yes. Yep, yes. As quickly as possible. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you listening to you guys talk, I mean, you're covering so much good stuff. There's so much to, to dig into <laughs> here, but one of the things I've kind of heard as I'm listening throughout as a common theme is your people. And I've heard mm -hmm. you talk about, Hey, we hire the right people. They've got the right heart. Uh, we've got the right culture in place. Once we find those people to drop them into. Um, and Jacob, I think I heard you talk about, you know, you've got people that are so ingrained in your culture and like their job, they're not really looking for more money when that op comes around. Dive into that a little bit more, because I know that's something that comes up with a lot of the MSPs we're talking about is, hey, it's a tough labor market. Great resignations going on. All, you know, yeah. there's big money on the table. Talk about some of the specific things you're doing, like maybe in the hiring process and then just what you're doing to create culture. Yeah, sure thing. Well, um, I'm happy to tee that off. And I'm sure Chris and Kyle have their own comments, too. But it's it comes down to, again, kind of that service part of the service MSP. And that starts with kind of vetting who you're looking at to begin with. Um, you know, sitting in interviews with our COO and with our customer service manager, um, there are people that we have, we have stopped looking at, not necessarily because their their technical skills, because their resume is bad, but because we could see them Googling for answers in the background. And that itself is not a bad trait in a, uh, in a technical analyst or in a support person, but the fact that they didn't let us know that I don't know, let me do some research while we keep talking here uh, and I'll find out for you. That's where we kind of drew the line and said, that's not a person that we want on our team. Um, you know, when you talk about vetting those people, those are some of the things to pay attention to. Maybe it is not just the skills that you're looking for. It is the personality and the character. So finding and identifying some ways to suss that out, to be able to identify uh, the character traits that you want out of the people on your team is really key to us. Uh, part of that, I think, also comes down to history. You know, a lot of us have backgrounds at Leaf Tech in uh, various service industries. Kyle and I both served our time in, in food and beverage. Uh, you know, Chris has some, uh, some retail way back in his background, but he will still tell you about the lecture he got while he was working at Walmart for pointing somebody to the right aisle instead of walking them there himself. Uh, and that is the attitude we try to take. We will, we will walk you to the solution. Um, it helps our customers and that relationship and those people a lot because we are not just going to tell you, you know, we need to get a VPN set up to protect the circuit so that you can have secure remote access. We're going to explain to you what that means. We're going to tell you all the reasons why you need to do it so that even though it is an implementation that you may not have started looking forward to, you're going to understand the benefits and you're going to understand why you're excited for it by the end of our call. If I could add a little bit to that, uh, Will, your question was partially about how does an MSP stay competitive, right? Mm -hmm. From an employment perspective in, in this market, uh, Denver's market is hot, just to be perfectly honest. It's a, there's a lot of opportunity here, right? There's a the big, big tech market here, a lot of big companies. 
And we understand dollar for dollar, it's going to be a challenge uh, to keep up with the big guys. And we've lost a couple of people over the years. Uh, you know, we're, we, we simply can't compete. So we've done a few things. We, we, a few years ago, we brought in a, a PEO, right? A, a co-employer, if you will, who brought in uh, and is a wonderful partner of ours. Um, and we have a great relationship with these folks. They brought in a whole HR platform along with benefits, something that at the time we were maybe eight or 10 people that most small businesses would never consider. Um, I'll be honest, coming from Canada, uh, my upbringing, you know, not having health insurance and not having benefits was a, a weird concept. Uh, and so it's one of the things I really wanted to work hard to make sure that uh, my people could have. Um, we wanted to make sure that people had time off. We've pushed that all the way up. Uh, people that start here now get a minimum of three weeks, which again, you go into the labor market, that's pretty competitive. We've added some holidays to the calendar. Um, We've added performance-based bonuses for a lot of our uh, a lot of our service team, so we're doing things to try to stay competitive and make sure that we can keep those people, you know. And 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 then we give flexibility. There's work from home flexibility, um, you know, if you need to, you know, take your dog to the vet or whatever. We 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 are trying to be cool for our people. We're trying to to provide value uh, to them, to their work, to their lives, uh, so that we can keep them. And one of the reasons, again, I got out of corporate is I did not fit. I did not like some of the cultural aspects of, of corporate. And so I, the cool part is running your own MSP, you get to make some of those decisions, right? And so some yep. of the things I didn't necessarily like, I got to bring to this world and, and give to my people. And we opened the floor up to them. Most of my one-on-ones, mm -hmm. I ask, like, what else could I be doing for you? What, what can I make better for you so that you aren't out there looking? I can't stop them. But I do everything in my power to uh, to limit uh, their interest in looking around because I try to take care of them. Yeah. And, and another big piece to that I want to add is is Chris and and Jacob are constantly developing themselves personally to be better leaders. And that's a thing a lot of people outside in the corporate world just don't work on. You got to work on yourself because when you're leading someone, I mean, it, it rubs off of who you are. So they've done a great job of just constantly building you know keep building the personal development professional development to make sure they give the best to their employees so everyone has a you know has a great time yeah a quick follow-up chris as you were you were talking it piqued my interest i'm sure it's a question we'll give but what times types of things are you bonusing on uh for your engineers what are you measuring uh for those folks oh, that's a fair question so uh, some of it's billable time uh, okay. We want to make sure people are achieving certain kinds of metrics from that perspective. We bonus on folks getting certifications. So uh, some professional development. Uh, Jake, help me out here. You yep. run a lot this, this a lot more than I do. Yeah, so this is actually one of the areas that I've uh, I've really been working on over the last year with my team, the service delivery team especially, um, is to be able to to get those bonusable objectives in there. And like Chris said, hours are one of them. Uh, billable hours are you know a source of revenue, and it's foolish to ignore that. Uh, part of it as well as professional development. And we do try to tailor those certs to each of our roles so that people are going to get certified in some of the core technologies that we all use and need to be familiar with. And then also have an opportunity to expand their learning and their depth of expertise with 
whatever else they're interested in. So if I have a guy who says that he wants to he wants to be a networking guru, you know, we're going to look at getting him certified on our firewall platform, you know, levels one through seven. Uh, if somebody comes to me and says that they kind of want to get into DevOps, we're going to be looking at maybe some power apps and power automate training for them so they can at least get their feet wet in that sort of uh, low code, no code world, uh, quick agile development turnarounds, all of that good stuff. Uh, the last one and where we really kind of tie this into our business objectives is to find internal projects, tasks, or goals that align with us developing as an MSP and them developing those skills. So if somebody says, again, they're interested in kind of the automation and DevOps world, you know, let's let's find a few things that we can do to automate our own internal processes that you can work on and cut your teeth on over the over the period of that uh, that bonus structure. Uh, so those are all things that we look for, all things that we look at when we look at developing our people as well. And I do think that just kind of to tie it back around to some of the some of the hiring, some of the retention things that we've been talking about, Will and Chris. You know, we we want to develop our people. We want them to have a path to advancement to become better technicians, consultants, better people in their day-to-day -day lives as well. Um, and, you know, Kyle, I appreciate you mentioning that we, Chris and I both work on our leadership skills because I'll, I'll be honest, I'm new to it. I started with Chris in 2015 as a level one technical support analyst, and he's been willing to work with me to develop my career as well. And that's one of the big reasons why I don't really look much or in many other places. And to that note, I mean, Jacob forced my hand, right? Jake was so good at the things that he did that I had to find him a way to, to elevate his game and to promote him through the ranks. And that's something we talked to all of our new hires about, that we are a growing MSP. Uh, Jacob was the fifth or fifth person here. Um, fifth, but number four is no longer around. There you go. He, he got rid of him, huh? Uh, so, uh, so, you know, there's a, there's a path, right? And we want everyone to know that there is. And if we all work together as a team and we make those sales, and we implement those those onboardings and those projects and we support those clients and we get to rinse and repeat, we're gonna grow, right? Revenues will grow, profits will grow. And as part of that, opportunity will follow because there will be more positions for engineers and more levels of engineers and more specializations and internal operations people and admin staff and you know, more salespeople. And there's just so as people, you know not everybody on day one is probably in the right seat on the bus, right? right. Uh, but that bus is dynamic and that bus is growing and changing. And it's my job and my executive team's job to figure out how we alter that bus a little bit every quarter or every year and find, you know, additional seats for people. And when people show me what they're good at, we're going to find a role for them. We, we absolutely have done that. And we've not lost too many people over opportunity. Yeah. We've lost some people over money. We've lost some people over just not a great fit. But but typically the opportunity is there uh, because we're all pulling together. And so you guys have mentioned a lot of really good things. You mentioned the ability, you know, the people, uh, you know, being one of your core differentiators in the culture. Um, but you've mentioned a few things about your expanding. And I think one of the things, you know, look, we're a sales, we're kind of a sales and marketing podcast. You know, it's something that, you know, we hit on a lot. Um, and I guess I'd like to ask you guys, I mean, you guys are expanding, um, you're out there, you're having sales meetings and things. What are you doing from a sales marketing perspective and how are you seeing the growth? And, you know, that's the thing a lot of MSPs say they struggle with, you know, 
I don't know how to go out and, you know, or we're not getting the leads or when we go out, we're not winning the proposals. You know, there's a lot of things that come up like that. I'd like to hear kind of your guys' success because like you said, you guys are growing and uh, I think it'd be great just to kind of talk about that for a minute. That is Kyle. Let's start with Kyle. I'll have lots to say, but Kyle, this is why Kyle's here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this one is, I love this arena sales and marketing and, and, you know, it's how we started off. It's, it's the biggest first key of it is perception is depending on number one, who are you going after? What's your audience, your target audience, your company sizes, you know, where are you at your stage, your company, you're growing. We wanted to grow. So we wanted to get more larger clients from, you know, say 25 to 200 employee based companies. So, well, you know, we have to look, our perception has to look like we can handle that. We're, we're professional. Like we, we talked about our people, product and processes. We got that in place, but we have to, sh- we have to show that look. So we rebuilt, rebranded, redid our uh, website. So hopefully everyone get a chance at www.leaftechit.com. Go check it out. Phenomenal. Also, we uh, uh, using marketing tools and I'm going to plug you guys. Kaseya, the powered services, marketing content when i got signed up with you guys five months ago it's been phenomenal it's it's all the content we need to get out there to send messages to help deliver messages to email blast i mean that was just such a great tool and seo you know searching optimization helped out a lot and uh, and another way how we do it is, is just straight hunt straight go after the clients we want you know go find them uh that's that's what i'm good at that's what my background is but yeah we redeveloped our marketing kind of rebranded a little bit you know, took, you know, Chris is great. He built this company. That's, that's and his team and where they got to. And we just tweaked a few things and then now we're off and running and, and it's just opportunities. There's just so much out there. It's just how you get organized and how your approach is to focus on those opportunities to go after and then just stay after it. It's just hustle and working hard. You know, I love the Babe Ruth quote is, uh, uh what's that one? Uh, um, you can't be beat. If I'm sorry, I forgot what it is now, but, <laughs> but anyway, it's a great quote is oh, another one is from Thomas Edison. Uh, there's no substitution for hard work. Yeah. Right. And the right. entire team here, that's all they do is bust their humps from either from customer support department, technical services, sales, admin, everyone busts their butt and do what's best for the client. And that's just made it really easy to sell too, is once you get to know us, you know, we're very transparent, very honest. Uh, and it's been kind of, I wouldn't say easy, but it, it, it's really helped us out to uh, close a lot of more deals than we have been. I'm going to add to this. Uh, Kyle came on in May of last year as a sales executive, not a salesperson, sales executive. And he, he knew walking into this that our sales process and our marketing was not very formalized. We had grown this business from 2007 to 2021 through a lot of organic growth, right? Word of mouth, uh, asking for referrals, knocking on doors of people we already knew, right? Um, and, and then the market changes. So we've been able to add product and, and, and projects and those kind of things to our clients. And then moving away from time and materials over into more of a managed service agreement with our clients. So some of that is just organic and it happened because of what's going on in, in today's IT world, uh, managed service world. But Kyle came in and he told me, he's like, you know, I'm going to upset a lot of people. Like, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to rebrand. I'm going to look at how you're doing things. I'm going to clean things up. I'm going to formalize things. Hey, he wasn't lying. He he rocked the boat. He rocked the, bo- the boat real hard. And we had to be prepared for that. Um, we had to build a company big enough to put a sales executive in place who wasn't even really allowed to sell for six months 
until we could formalize a lot of the things we were doing. So he rebuilt all the marketing materials. He rebuilt the website. He, um, you know, he started signing up for a lot of these, these marketing materials and started and told me, I, I am not going to let it come to us anymore, Chris. That's not happening. We're going to overhaul this whole system, this whole sales and marketing system and machine, if you will. And I'm going to go out and get what we want. I'm going to hunt. And I was a little skeptical, but Kyle and I have a long track record. We've known each other for yeah. 15 years now. Yeah. And, um, and I said, okay, you know, let's see how this goes. And he came in and we put, I, I, I'm guessing, but I am, I'm, I'm going to be plus or minus 10%, a thousand hours into our new managed service agreements and our marketing efforts and our productivity packages that we've built these agreements. And we studied the market and we went out and did up to 20 secret shopping events around the nation in Colorado to understand what was going on with our competition and pricing and products and you know, what their response times were and what they were asking people. And we wanted to know what was going on. We, we, we spanned the gamut on all this stuff to understand what's going on. And we put a ton of time and effort into it and it's paid off. Turned Kyle loose on December one and said, just go start selling. And we had four new clients by Jan one, like they had onboarded during the month of December. That's like, great. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's not ended and the opportunity, the funnel, Right now, the the bottom of the funnel, the part that's constricted, is going to explode if some of the if all these opportunities come in because the funnel is. I mean, the marbles are flying out of the funnel right now. I mean, he's he's just going out there and doing the right things and putting us in touch with folks like you, right, Dan and Will. And he went to an aerospace convention the other day and got a Leaf Tech booth set up next to the governor. Oh, who, you're not supposed to share that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's it, he. Kyle has this ability to vision what he wants and then go get it. And I'm very fortunate. I mean, Leaf Tech's very fortunate to have someone like Kyle on our team who has the chutzpah to go do those kind of things because I'm a salesperson, but I'm more of a closer. I'm not going to go hunt. I'm not banging yeah. on doors. I don't have that kind of time every day. And he's just been wonderful. So those MSPs out there that are struggling to figure out how to grow, you've got to figure out how to get your people process products in, in line. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to find an, a, a person or a group or third party or whatever you think is, is good for your business. And you got, you got to have the funds and you got to turn that, that faucet on a little bit and see how it goes. And, uh, it's paid off for us. So yeah, far. I, I appreciate it. It takes the team. I mean, I, you know, come on board. They pushed me to be better. They yeah. really did. They, especially when it comes to writing, I swear I've overworked. I think Grammarly's broken on purpose because <laughs> how bad I am at writing, yeah. but between Chris and Jacob with their writing, especially Jacob, they've helped me. They, all the content you see is, is mainly them. I just put words on paper and they help me organize it. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, it's been a lot of fun. It, it's fun here. Yeah. And because, yeah. Will, I just want to step in for one yeah. second on this because this is something that it's, I really, sales and marketing, it's, everyone's always like, I want more leads. They're just not out there or yeah. they're, they're too expensive or I don't have time or things like that. But I'll tell you, when I started my MSP, we went from zero customers, went from zero to two million in a year and a half. And everyone's like, how the heck did you do it? And it was just like what you said, what Kyle was doing. When there's a trade show or there's an event, we were there. When there's a community event, whether it's a trunk and treat or you know something with kids, we were there. We built a culture. We built it. We went out there. We made our name known. And people started to, it, next thing you know, the funnel, like you said, your funnel is building 
to a point where it's like, gosh, if we got this many people to come through, Jacob, are you ready for all these people to be coming through? Is your process really good? But you spoke on something. You got your processes in place. And that's one of the things I wish I would have done earlier is you got to have really good documentation. You got to have really good processes. You got to have your procedures in place. Because if you turn a guy loose like Kyle and your funnel starts building and you don't have all that going, it's a recipe to disaster. So I think what I like about what you guys have said is we built the process. We have really good people. uh, We know what it is. We spent a lot of hours putting it together. But what's really cool to me is, as you've already said, it's already paid off. Those hours you invested are now coming and and you're reaping the dividends of it and you're getting that ROI. I just wanted to call that out because a lot of people will go hire the salesperson or they'll have the person, they'll go out and start doing the marketing, but they have no idea. They don't know what they're selling. They don't have that process figured out of how it's going to go from that sale to the onboarding team, to the tech team, or what's that experience look like. And that's really, really important. Um, you know, if, if you're out there building an MSP today, because that's a part that I think a lot of people miss. And it's hard because some people are wired as techs. They don't have the customer service side. That's not nothing against them. But it, it's one of those areas you desperately need to make sure you have figured out because you could go out and have a really say, we have the best people. But the mm-hmm. second that onboarding team fails or doesn't deliver, yep. that process is broken and now you've got a bad reputation or you're starting off on the wrong foot. So I like to call that out to our listeners because I just think it's it's real important. I liked how you guys mentioned that. And I think it, it, is, it is absolutely vital to do those things, invest the time, the sweat, and, and the tears, uh, you know, <laughs> going through those yeah. processes because once it's there – it is so much easier to start seeing success. And Dan, just to give more advice to MSPs, marketing is psychology. This is the hardest one. Is It's hard to see an ROI on that, right? Because it's all perception. It's all action and no, you know, you go to these events, you got to, it's money. You do have to put money behind it. And Chris did a good job. He, he was willing to take on those risks. It is a lot of risk. And what I always say, or I forgot whoever came up with this, is trust the process. Marketing really does work, but you can't be very, you know, too tight on your, with your purse. You gotta, you gotta spend a little bit. You really do to see that return. It's not immediate, but within six to eight months, you're going to get a return. And you'll, once you spend that money in for those tools and those access and leads and all that stuff, it will return. It really will. Yeah. And Kyle, Kyle found a way to get me to open my purse and he did it. He did it in a very smart way. I I had a previous salesperson. It didn't go very well. He was very, um, there was a lot of inaction. Kyle pushes every day. He comes in, this is what we want to do. Kyle's a very forward moving kind of person, but we were very concerned. My COO, uh, Nate Becker and I sat down when, when we went to hire Kyle and we were really concerned, not about Kyle. We were concerned about Jacob and his team and the down stream type stuff that you talk about and so we we've broken the company up into sales and then project management and then into the service team which is onboarding and projects and then down to support and we needed to make sure that whole process was going to work because we knew if kyle if kyle went out and just went crazy which he's sort of doing 
that we have to be able to support that, right? That Because you're absolutely right, Dan, what you said earlier, our brand and reputation is everything. And if we screw this up, nobody's going to want to work with us. And we needed to protect Jacob and make sure that Jacob and his team were prepared for what could be coming down that 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 pike, right? And so um, I'll probably let Jacob address this a little bit, but Jacob, you know, he he's on the receiving end of this. So he's been very much uh, integral to the process development to make sure that at every level, the owner of that department, the person that leads that charge is happy with the process to make sure that we are doing the right thing by our own company, our own team, and uh, and our clients at the same time. Yeah. No, and just to play off what uh, what Chris was saying and Dan, uh, kind of going back to your original original comment there about procedure and process, um, I, I live by, and I should probably have a, a copy made on, you know, a nice canvas or placard or something, uh, but it was Dwight Eisenhower, plans are worthless, but planning is everything. Um, you know, it's, it's twice, maybe three times a week that Cal comes to me and says, we've got a potential client, you know, a lead here with fits 95% of what we do. Great fit, perfect alignment, great. This other 5% is really weird. And what that plan, what that process and procedure really let us do is keep our goals in mind, make sure that we onboard them smoothly and cleanly and efficiently, regardless of whatever weird curveballs come up during the onboarding, because they are going to come up. You know, somebody is going to hire three people while you're in the middle of onboarding them and don't know what their new user onboarding looks like. Uh, and we can account for that. I would encourage any MSP listening as well to take the time to spend, to exhaustively plan, to think of every eventuality that you can and to continue iterating on that plan. Uh, you know, never treat your process and procedure as done in the book, complete, and we don't need to think about it in the future. Identify what your core principles and goals are, build a comprehensive plan based around them, and then realize that there are parts of that that are going to just get thrown out the window when you introduce yourself to a new client and that you're going to have to reinvent a little bit on the fly. But if you can keep those goals, if you can keep that core and foundation in mind, you will have a smooth and successful onboarding to the point that, you know, Chris is talking about some of the, the concerns that we had when we brought Kyle on, when we started pushing for more sales, for bigger opportunities, for bigger leads. And at this point, our biggest bottleneck in an onboarding at this point or in a new client onboarding at this point is responsiveness from our new client and getting them to hand over the information that we need, getting them to attend the status meetings, you know, provide us with their internal policies and whatever we might need to make, make sure that we align and fit with their goals. Awesome. Hey guys, you guys have talked about so much. I mean, we've talked on so many uh, great topics here. There's all kinds of nuggets in here. I know that, uh, People are going to love listening to this and probably go back and listen to it uh, a few more times and then kind of go back and scrape out some of the jewels. But um, as we kind of wrap up here, any one last thought you'd like to share with us as we kind of kind of end up here? I mean, go ahead, Jacob. Yeah, um, I mean, I've got a couple of things running through my head. Um, I read a lot of sci-fi, so I would be happy to throw out a Dune quote or two. But <laughs> the biggest thing that I would like to share with, with other MSPs out there is the opportunity is there. It is a enormous market. Vendors are looking, vendors are listening. And if you go out there, you will find opportunity and you will not necessarily need to uh, need to compete too hard for it. Uh, that's not to say you don't need to do a good job in showing with your client, but uh, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships and there is a lot of opportunity out there for more than one MSP, I promise. Yeah. And my last bit uh, before I hand it off to Chris is, is, you know, when it comes to your products, we didn't get a lot into is, is, how quickly can you educate, you know, most of your decision makers aren't as knowledgeable in IT as, as you are. So you've got to break it down in layman's term and make these products very easily, you know, 
be able to soaked in so they can understand, oh, I know what proof point is. Wow. Okay, cool. Great. That makes sense. So that's a big one that we, we're still managing. We're still learning. And, and that's a big key is when you're selling your products, make it very easy uh, uh, for them to, uh, you know, download and receive well. Uh, but yeah, education is a big piece too. And I think I would just say, first of all, this was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. So thank you, uh, Dan and Will. That's uh, This has been a, a 30, 40 minutes well spent. Um, I would say you need to hire the right people. Spend time doing that, right? Hire slowly, fire quickly. Find the right people. Find the right vendors. It's incredibly important. Find the right clients. That's incredibly important. When you're when you're presenting to your clients, you're interviewing them too, right? Spend the time to do that. The last thing you need as a MSP trying to get off the ground is get saddled with a client that's going to drain all your all your energy. You, you know, uh, you don't need those kind of vamp vampires in your life. And then spend the time on your process. Figure it out. Iterate. That goes back to your people. Have people that are willing to look at those processes again, right? If we don't if we don't hire the right people and they're so stuck in their ways that they can't look at those processes, you don't have the right people. I've got the right people. They love looking at these processes. How do we make them better? And then go find the best of breed enterprise level products for your clients. They're out there. Go vet them, figure out how you want to do that. I got lots of ideas. If people want to talk to us, we're happy to have some conversations with other MSPs out there, but find the best products, find them, Get the best pricing you can. Make your clients happy. It's worth the investment in time. That's great. And uh, Jacob, Jacob, Kyle, Chris, you know, you guys, thank you for coming on today. You guys were a wealth of knowledge. And we love, again, having MSPs like yourself come on and just share your experience and what you guys are doing. You guys are doing a lot of great things. And it's refreshing to hear that. I know our listeners are going to be taking some nuggets down from this episode and looking at their business. And uh, again, just thank you for coming on today. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Dan and Will. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode of the Powered Services Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, everyone, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Powered Services Podcast with Dan Tomaszewski. We're dedicated to giving you practical information, tactics, and strategies that you can use to supercharge your MSP. If you liked today's episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, this is the Powered Services Podcast, signing off.